We're starting a new series next week, and I'm gonna, I think I'm going to call it Spirit Man. You know, like Superman? I'm going to call it Spirit Man. I've always wanted to preach from Romans chapter 8. Yeah. Some of you never read it. Okay. I've always wanted to preach a series. Uh, we, listen, it's important. We got to start figuring out as Christians, there's a lot of people that are forgiven but not walking in the Spirit. That's what we're going to preach about for about six weeks. You okay with that? Well, I'm going to obey God. Amen? I want to talk about coming out of Babylon. If you don't know your Bible, then you, then you don't know what I'm about to share with you. But Israel was disobedient, so God took them off the land. He, he allowed, allowed wicked Babylonians to take over, and they took them captive and took them to Babylon. But he said, 70 years, and then you can go back. 70 years. Y'all think you've been praying a long time for something. 70 years, but while they're there, how are they going to live? And how are they going to deal with Babylon? I've always kind of felt like the United States, like Israel, is kind of a promised country. We're the only two countries in the history of the world and currently that have been founded on godly values. Only two countries in history has ever, it's the United States and Israel. The United States was founded in the name of God. But now I'm beginning to wonder if it's not really if it's not become Babylon. And if it has, society's changing, and we're faced with a dilemma, we have to live in a foreign land, and we have to learn how to do it. Revelation chapter 18 gives us some instruction. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen. How many know Babylon is going to come down? <laughs> All this junk has an end. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the, all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. This is a worldwide thing. And the king, okay, and the merchants, merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven and God has, God has remembered her iniquity. Some of you have cried, God, when you, why do you put up with it? He's not always going to. The pail is going to get full. And when it's full, he acts. Render to her just as she rendered to you. And repay her double according to her works in the cup which she has mixed. Mix double for her. Last verse. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen, I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow. 
I've got all the money and all the power. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord, the Lord who judges her. Wow. So in the series, we talked a lot about Daniel and the three Hebrew children. They were grown men. I don't know why they're called children. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? We talked about them because the Babylonians looked for, you know, sharp guys that they could recruit and work in the empire. Listen, there's nothing wrong with getting involved as Christians in politics, in government, in business, right? We can, we can influence. We have authority. We can be involved. So they, they got them involved. But here's the thing you got to remember. They didn't care if they were involved, but they did everything they could to make them Babylonians and not Jews. It's a question of identity. And God is telling us, get out of Babylon. Problem is, there's nowhere to go. Where would you go? It's a worldwide phenomenon. We can't get out physically. I think what he's saying is spiritually. We have to maintain our identity as Christians and not allow the Babylonian mindset to take us over. We can't think like the world. We can't act like the world. And listen, there are things, there are things that we have to accommodate. I mean, Daniel was like the number two guy. I'm not talking about compromise. I'm talking about we have to accommodate some things. But when it comes to changing who we are, and outright sin, we draw a line and say, thus far and no more. There comes a point where we have to resist. <laughs> because you can only find yourself in God. That's it. Because he made you. He is the creator. If he made you, he made you with a purpose. Everything in this room was made by man, and it was made for a purpose. There's nothing that man has ever made that wasn't made with a purpose. What about us? We are made with purpose, and you can only find that in Jesus. We have to be defiant. We need to make a stand when it comes to them taking our identity. But it's not, it's not, there's the word, it's not just the perversion that's going on. Remember, Babylon is about money. You can lose your identity, not just because of sexual stuff. You can lose your identity because of money. Oh, now you're going to get quiet on me. Babylon was all about controlling the money. Oh, Jesus. I... One modern theologian, he says, we need, the, we need to develop the theology of letting go. We need less. You were, you were amen to me a while ago. 
No, no, we're, we're buying into the system of more is better and keeping up with the Joneses. Sorry, Charlie. Where is Charlie? There he is. <laughs> Hello? One man said this. We as Christians have gifts the Babylonians can never give us. And we ought to be happy and satisfied with what God gives us and quit striving for things that really don't matter. Now I feel like preaching. A theology of letting go. Too many of us are like the children of Israel in the desert. Let's go back to Egypt. What, 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 was, go, what was going on in Egypt? The daily quota? <laughs> making bricks? That's what it's all about? Is that all life is, is making bricks? The more bricks I make, the more successful I am. Is that who you are? I say, no, that's not who I am. I make a living, but that's not how I live. Psalms 137, this is about their captivity, written in the book of Psalms. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion, Jerusalem. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. We gave up our song. For there, those who carried us away captive asked of us a song. And those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Give me that old amazing grace. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? It's getting harder to sing the Lord's songs in the land we're living in. If I forget you, Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. If the kingdom is not my chief joy. If I forget God. If I forget the presence of God. If I forget to serve him, if I get caught up in the world and I forget if I forget that's the problem. Now listen, I know this isn't a shouting message. You're going to have to put your thinking caps on a little bit. I know you hate to think. So stay with me. Stay with me. Because we've got to get this. It's sad living in Babylon. But we can't hang our harps on the willows and give up. We can't just say, I, I just, I've lost my joy. I, I, I just, I'm just angry. I'm just, I turn on the news and I just get angry. Well, I've got a word from the Lord. Shut off the news. Where's my joy? I, I'm just so... Uh. There's only one commandment that tells us to remember something out of the ten. Which one? 
Why do you think God said remember the Sabbath and not remember not to, ha- not to commit adultery? Because we forget. And what's happening in the church world today? I read it everywhere, every survey, especially since COVID. People have left the church in mass, and the ones who have stayed are attending less frequently. Attendance is down in churches, not just because people have left. Some churches have, like our church, you know, nobody left because of COVID. But you know what's happening? People are attending less often. Remember. Remember. Remember to keep the presence of God and honoring the Sabbath your chief joy. I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. (laughs) This is important. I'm I'm not trying to get numbers up. This is important, especially as you see the day approaching. Forget not the assembling of yourselves together, especially as you see the day come. Is that the word? Is the, are these the last days? Is it getting dark out there? Remember the Sabbath. One, one theologian I read said, he said, the Sabbath anymore. By the way, that means coming to church on Sunday because you don't know what that means. He said, coming to church is like an AA meeting. We need to do it to stay on the wagon. Oh, I love that. How many know we need to stay on the wagon? If you don't, and say, well, I got to work. And I, I, listen, I know, I know they're thinking, but listen, we got church on Thursday night. Where are you then? I mean, there's, there are ways to do this, but, 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 but here's the thing. You've got to remember the Sabbath. Even if you've got to work, you're losing out. You're falling behind. You're falling off the wagon. Moses said to Pharaoh, let my people go. Letting go theology. Let my people go. Why? So they may start their own business. Mm-hmm. Let my people go so they may worship me. In the book of Chronicles, I forget where it is exactly. I should have got this. I forgot. In the book of Chronicles, it gives a reason why they went into captivity. And we always think it's because they worshiped idols. Well, it was. But there's another reason, and it was the only reason quoted in Chronicles. You know what it is? That... They didn't honor the Sabbath. More specifically, how many know every seven years the land had to rest? Well, guess what? For 490 years, they didn't do it. So he said, you know what? I care about the land. So God said, since since you abuse the land every seventh year, and you did it seven times seven, I'm going to kick you out of the land for 70 years and let the land rest. Now, if God cares that much about dirt, how much does it care about you? It's time to honor the Sabbath. Another theologian, I was, he wrote a whole book entitled Sabbath as Resistance. 
Oh, I love it. I read the whole book. It was uh, Walter Brueggemann. And, 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 and it's a powerful book because what he's simply saying is just going to church is resisting Babylon. Just coming to church is resistance against the world. Just showing up on Sunday says, I know who I am and where I'm going. Glory to God. Oh, I got to hurry. So keep singing. Keep praising. Don't forget the Sabbath. Three things Babylon did, real did. did. Three things. Ready? I'm finally out of my introduction. Number one. Number one, they tried to change their name, or they did change their name. And they will change your name. But it's not what they call you. It's what you answer to. Let them call you whatever. It's what you answer to. So, we, and back in that sermon series, we went through every one of those names, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel, they, in their, their Hebrew names all meant something godly, and every one of their Babylonian names had a reference to a Babylonian god. They're wanting to name us after their Babylonian idols. <sighs> Here's the thing about Babylon. They had hundreds of gods. They don't care which god you, 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 you worship. Just don't worship Yahweh. Listen, you can be a Babylonian. You can be whoever you want to be. Worship whatever god you want to worship. But don't worship Jehovah. Because Jehovah says, I'm the only one. I am the only god Beside me, there is no other. That's what ticks off the Babylonians. It's not that we worship. It's that we worship Yahweh, and it ticks them off. Amen. They'd rather you worship one of their Babylonian gods. Pick one. Anyone. Be like them. No. I say no. I'm here to worship the Lord God, Jehovah. My healer, my deliverer. He is all in all to me. Amen. Doesn't matter what they say. Lock me up. Throw away the key. I will serve Jehovah till the day I die. Oh, my God. I feel him in the house. Number two, real quick. They tried to make them eat Babylonian food. And they said, wait a minute. You think what you eat is good for you? Let me eat what I think is good for me. For 10 days, and we'll see who looks better. And at the end of the period, they look marvelous. <laughs> the world, I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about what you take in. Be careful what you take in. We are, I, I, I get you for like 30 or 40 minutes. Once a week, if I'm lucky, you're here. Right? That's it. I got 30 minutes to get the word in you. And then you got all the other hours of the week. TV, radio, billboards, people. It's just a constant rush of Babylonian nonsense. And somehow you've got to stop eating all that. It does matter what you are, what you eat. It does matter what you consume. I'm talking about your head, not your stomach. 
Maybe your stomach too. I don't know. Number three, they tried to make them worship an idol. I already talked about it, right? If you don't bow down, can you imagine this now? I want you to get this picture. There's, there's thousands of people and this huge idol to their God. And they said, when the music starts, <laughs> how many know the world has its music? And I'm not saying it's all bad, but the world has some bad music. But all of a sudden, the music started, and everybody got down. And when you look out and you see three guys in the middle of about, can you imagine a whole stadium, like 10,000, 20,000 people? I don't know how many were there. And they're just like, there are only three standing. (laughs) Don't you think they poked each other and said, we're the only ones. I don't even know why Daniel wasn't there that day. But he said, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, how many know they're changing the law? They're changing the law to stop us and change our identity. According to the law, you have to bend a knee. Well, we're not going to bend the knee. Like I said before, pick an idol, any idol. No, no, I'm not, I'm not worshiping any of your idols. I'm not bending a knee. I know who I am, and I'm sticking to it. I'm a child of the Most High. And you know the story. Threw them, threw them in, the, in the fiery furnace. I've preached it before. I could preach. I could got another hour. I just think it's cool because he was already in the fire. And when they came out, he said, I see four, but only three came out. So he's still in the fire. That's why he took on flesh. That's fire. He took on flesh and came down to live with us and die with us. Hallelujah. He is in your fire. You're never alone. Never alone. Never alone. Never alone. I think they passed this out to you. There's a, there's a song I came across by Emmy Lou Harris. Who knew Emmy Lou would be a prophet? But she wrote this great song, Time in Babylon. And it's pretty cool. You can read the, I won't, I won't read it, but you can read it. It's pretty cool verses talking about how this society is trying to form us. And, you know, I like that one verse. If you don't like it, take a pill, you know. Take a pill. Solves everything. Take a pill. We're spending time in Babylon. Does this sound like a prison sentence? We are kind of locked in here. But no matter where you are, how many know there are Christians today in prison that are serving God joyfully? We're doing time in Babylon. Can't physically get out, but we have to mentally and spiritually, we have to know who we are. Jeremiah is the perfect guy to talk to. Jeremiah warned them. They didn't listen. They take them to Babylon. They left Jeremiah in Jerusalem. Do you know that? And he's writing a letter to them from Jerusalem. 
And here's, here's what he said in the letter in Jeremiah 29. Let's just read a couple verses. Verse 1, now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders who were carried away captive to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. Verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who are carried away captive. Can we take this letter to heart this morning? Whom I have caused, whom I have caught. Listen, you say, where is God? God's in charge. It's going to wind up right. Babylon will get their due, and we'll be at the marriage supper. I caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. He said, listen, build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens, eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased and not diminished. By the way, I think one of the things they're trying to do today is decrease population, especially Christian population. And listen, oh, I love this. And seek the peace of Mansfield. Seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace, you will have peace. Make sense? Thus says the Lord of hosts, God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you. Oh, it's not that bad. God's going to deliver Don't listen to their dreams, which you cause to be dreamed. They, false, they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. How many know we got to watch out for false prophets? For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. And here's that verse that everybody quotes not realizing it was given to people in captivity. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. They're living in Babylon. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart in Babylon. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I'll bring you back from your captivity. How many know he's setting the captives free? I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. You know what that tells me? God's going to bring us back to the place of revival. He's going to bring us back to the place of presence. He's going to bring us back to the place of power. He's going to bring us back to the place, amen, like New Testament power. Wow. Real quick, because i got six more points. Here's what Jeremiah is saying. I'll be quick, I promise. Stay engaged and prosper. Don't, I know what some of you are thinking. I'm just going to go buy some land in Canada. I don't know if you want to go to Canada either. (laughs) 
Besides the smoke, there's a lot going on in Canada. Anyway, I'm just going to buy me a cabin somewhere and just detach. No, no, no. He says, no, no don't detach yourself. He said, Pro- stay engaged and prosper in Mansfield. Number two, don't listen to false prophets. Number three, you need to realize your time in Babylon is set. There is an end to it. God knows when it's over. And that applies to anything you're going through today. Whatever you're going through, whatever's depressing you or tearing at you or bothering you or making you sick, God knows the end and it's set, devil. Come on. My God, I would. Number four, he goes with you. He's in the fire with you. Number five, seek him in Babylon and he will be found. And I love this last point. I'm going to pass out T-shirts. I survived a six-point message from pastor in six minutes. Last point, we win in the end. Amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling. We win. Someday we're going to look back at this. We're going to look at these people who thought they were all that. Thought they were right, and they're wrong. Someday we're going to be sitting around the table, and Jesus is going to serve us. He's going to give us crowns, and we're going to cast them at his feet. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face. The one who saved me by his grace. And he'll take me by the hand. Lead me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. Let me, let me finish. Isaiah 43. Isaiah, Isaiah's like Jeremiah. Isaiah's before the captivity, but he's warning them. You ready? Here, I won't preach. I'll just read. Thus says the Lord who created you, who formed you, fear not, I have redeemed you. I called you by name. You are mine. Come on. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Oh, I feel the Lord. Fear not, for I am with you. I'm going to bring your descendants from the east, gather you from the west. I'm going to say to the north, I'm pointing in the wrong direction. I'm going to say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not keep back. Come on, every morning you ought to say, north, south, east, west. Bring them in. Bring them in. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Wow. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down all, bring them all down as fugitives, the Chaldeans who rejoice in their ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea. And a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together, they shall not rise. They are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. 
And then this famous verse that we often quote, not realizing it's talking to people about to go into captivity. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert.